All right, guys, welcome back to Reclaimed Podcast. Um, if we have not met before or this is your first time listening, we just want to say welcome. We are so happy that you um, chose to click on us today. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Ashley, and I am here with my dear, dear friend, Sydney. Um, and we are just, as always, so eternally thankful to be able to have this platform every week um, to come on, talk a little, little bit about life and Jesus and all the good things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so each week we start off, um, the episode with our GPA, which is our greatest piece of advice, um, that has kind of just been on our hearts that week. So Sydney, do you want to share your GPA today? I totally can. Um, I've definitely gone, like when I look for a GPA, I'm always like, Ooh, who's like the next cool pastor that has something like juicy to say. But this week, it was just something that one of my friend, one of my friends in one of my classes said, you know, Sam Johnson. Oh my Sam, um, if you're listening to this, both of us uh, adore the heck out of you. She, <laughs> She's so good. She is a spicy little sophomore, and she, <laughs> she is. is so driven. She's and so, so on fire for Jesus, too. I know. I'm like, how are you doing that? You're only like, what, maybe 19? 19. 19. She's 19. She's and so she's, good. She's going to be, and already is. She's so an anointed. Gal. She's amazing. Yeah. So we were just on our way to Rubio's because our um, one of our teachers was going to buy us lunch for mm-hmm. like our final time. Yeah. And we were on our way there and we were just talking about um, our call and like what we see for our lives and different things. And Sam was talking about um, just certain insecurities she had um, surrounding God's provision and um, if she's going to, you know, find a guy someday, all this stuff. And she just blurted this out. She said, I believe in a when God, not an if God. Wow. Okay. And I was like, episode over. <laughs> and scene. Yeah, that's crazy. I was like, girl, what? Like, but then I literally, that was like her yeah. saying that was playing in my head as I was driving home. And I was like, dang, like we have a when God, we have a when God that's mm-hmm. going to give us our blessings when he does, not if yeah. he does, mm-hmm. you know? And that's not saying that, you know, he's this genie in a bottle. It's no. saying that I believe that, you know. When God heals me of this, when God blesses me with mm-hmm. this, when God teaches me this, not if God teaches mm-hmm. me this. I thought that was wonderful. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And it's all in the dialogue we tell ourselves too. Mm-hmm. Like if you firmly believe that God isn't going to bring someone in your life, that he's not going to heal you, that he's not going to provide for you, then honestly, chances are he won't because he wants you to trust him. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you believe, no, like this is going to happen in my time. He is going to provide for me. Yeah. He is going to bring me someone who just adores my heart and wants me and, you know, brings me closer to, to Jesus. Like yeah. he will do that. You just need to believe it in yeah. your heart and in your faith. So totally. that like so when good. vocabulary yeah. instead of the if vocabulary, because mm-hmm. like when you say when you're stepping into like, like vocalizing Reality. your faith. Yeah. 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 Whereas if it's like, well, if I choose to believe that mm-hmm. God is... And if God is who he says he is, yeah. not because he is who yeah. he says he is. Profound, profound, profound. Good. Sam, we love you. So good. You're so good. Okay. Um, I usually just like, honestly, I need to start getting better at like remembering my conversations in the week and like sure. remembering things that my friends say. Um, so that's a challenge for me this next okay. week. I love that you remembered that from your conversation with her. But I usually just look up like... I anytime I come across something on Instagram or like Pinterest or something, I usually just like save it to an album um, just for like encouragement when I need it, you know. Um, So this was just one of the text posts from She Speaks Fire Mm -hmm. um, on Instagram. Um, But just because the culture is hustling doesn't mean that the kingdom moves accordingly. We move at the pace of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's just a great reminder for where we're all 
the place we're all at right now. Um, yeah. Whether that's something super, a small timeline, like being in finals week and knowing that like we're rushing, 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 and we're busy and, and everything's hectic and chaotic. Um, we need to move at the space that the Holy Spirit sets yeah. out for us. Um, that is looking like rest. That is looking like taking care of yourself. That is looking like carving out time to be in the word every day um, and don't use your busyness as an excuse to f- be farther away from the Lord um, but that also can go for the future and like as we're kind of approaching graduation and like thinking that we have to just like rush 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 to the finish line and it's like God wants us to enjoy where we're at and really just like soak in the blessings and yeah. the goodness and the people around us instead of wishing somewhere we weren't um, and I often think that because of the culture we live in that praises the next best thing or where am I going from here um we've lost sight of just simply adoring where we are and who we're with in that, that present moment. So yeah, I just thought that was a good reminder. Um, yeah. Don't move at the pace of the world, but move at the pace of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, that's, that is a, that's a great segue into what we're going to talk yeah. about too, yeah. because the next best, next best thing mm-hmm. is a lot of what ties into the yeah. ideology of greed and pride. And pride. Yeah. So um I love how that unintentionally segued kind of, yeah, into what we're going to brought talk us about. into the next thing. So yeah, today we're going to be talking um, about pride and greed. Um, sometimes those word words are conflated, and I think we need to make sure that we see the true contrast between them. While I do think one kind of helps the yeah. other one out, um, they are very different. Um, but like I said, one of them oftentimes leads to the other. So we want to make sure yeah. we can um, identify what those are, identify the ways in which they manifest themselves in our own lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need to just be you know, the most successful person to struggle with greed, even the poor struggle with greed. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. Yeah. 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 And um, kind of just dissipating this idea that pride is only found in narcissism. No. That's not necessarily true. Mm-hmm. It's It's really... It has an aspect in everyone's life mm-hmm. in some way, shape, or form. And that's kind of what we want to talk about is that this episode may not be one that's like feel good, yeah. happy. I think it, in the end, like the Lord brings grace to us yes, and um, allows change to take place in our life. But we need to step into um, the area and know that it is in all of our lives. It is. And it is. no one is really... Um, safe from from nope. from these aspects of life mm-hmm. and the only person that was was jesus yeah so yeah yeah let's let's get into it i but, love it um so i think you and i both have definitions of we oh, do wait we forgot something <laughs> <laughs> we always forget we get so excited you guys i was just like tapping on my paper like ashley I she's like hello something. sydney what is today's national day today's national day is dewey decimal system day. <laughs> everyone stop the podcast go to your local library and go find your favorite book in the dewey decimal system Go find it. So funny. I read it and I was like, I already hear Ashley's laugh. <laughs> well, it's just like the Dewey Decimal System is honestly, people think it's so simple and it is the it's hardest the thing. hardest thing I ever. I literally, okay, I applied at our school library two times and it didn't work out because of scheduling, but like okay. I had to take a Dewey Decimal System test and there were certain times where I was like, wait a minute. No way. I was like, I don't think, does the R go here or does the decimal go first? I don't know. It's just, it's confusing. Yeah. Yeah. So if you ever need help mm-hmm. finding a library book and you can't figure it out with the Dewey Decimal System, ask your librarians because they're very smart. Ask Aslan. Ask, she would know. ask Aslan. <laughs> she would know. She's worked there for like two years. Very long. Three years. Um, yeah. Crazy. So Dewey Decimal System, important 
enough to be a national day. Yeah, so. apparently. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Okay, pride, pride and greed. greed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we're gosh. so in sync. You so, guys, <laughs> I was gonna say, if you guys would have seen me in Sydney last night, we were like literally dancing around the house together, talking about this episode, and now we're like sitting down doing it, and it's just funny. We so we both share the past <laughs> of like a theater background. Yes, it's and like theater and dance integral to who. So we, are. we were doing like this stereotypical like. <laughs> dance moves the, like the pony and like Snaps. the weird like we were like a little crisscross ball change action oh my god anyways i digress it's really As funny always. we do joke about this a lot there's also like a lot of instagram videos i've seen of people like making fun of podcast people oh, yeah. and like their language being like you know what i'm saying or like yeah. do you understand like do you like, hear that <laughs> yeah do you know what i mean by that so like, what do you think <laughs> The structure of this is going to be <laughs> so funny. Um, um, but the structure of this today. is going to yeah. be um, talking about both pride and greed, um, isolating the two, but then also bringing them together. Yeah. Obviously bringing in scripture that's going to tie in why this does apply to our lives, why it's important, why it's not something that we should just shrug off as like, Absolutely. Eh, some people have pride, you know? Mm-hmm. And then also like defining what these are because I, I think a lot of people... Um, think of pride in a certain way and yes. greed in a certain yeah. way. We're really like, like you wrote your own definitions and yeah. I, I looked some up on the internet and it is kind of interesting to mm-hmm. see the similarities and the differences between yeah. the two and applying it to yourself and really being humbled. Yes. So. Because like I said, I think we see pride and greed in culture. I think we see greed as people that are very wealthy and like getting the best cars, getting the best clothes, getting the best purses. And like, while that is greedy too, like I said, poor people can be greedy. And like in pride, we think of people with fame. We think of people that want to be, you know, kind of elevated above the rest of society. Whereas like you again can be a completely like not that this is bad, but like, or not that, you know, we're all irrelevant, but you could be irrelevant to fame and also still struggle with pride and feeling that like you ultimately like are higher than others or that like you're honestly higher than like what God is and like what he can do for yes. you. Um, so yes. yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't look the same for everyone. Um, and I think this episode is really going to challenge you, like Cindy said, and really humble you to be able to be um, very reflective and um, introspective on where, where do I struggle with pride? It yeah. doesn't look like the personal, the t- typical archetype in society, but maybe I do struggle with that. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, we want to, do our definitions? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, the, the definition of pride, mm-hmm. according to the Oxford Dictionary, says a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements, mm. the achievements of those with whom one is closely associated or from qualities or possessions that are widely admired. Wow. It really stuck out to me, the feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction from your own oh, achievements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really cool because... I think it's very cool to have a secular perspective and then obviously just because of the lens of faith that I look at life through, my definition. Yeah. So I said, pride is a boastful spirit that promotes self-celebration, heightens material and worldly accomplishments, and praises personal joy over the joy that the Lord provides. That's great. Um, That's great. Yeah. And I, I mean, both of those I think are so true. I think we should break down. Like, Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, I think the one similarity that we both have is I said self-celebration and worldly accomplishments mm-hmm. and that kind of goes with what you said self-satisfaction pleasure mm-hmm. pleasure um and that that does come from our own achievements or our own cultivated relationships mm-hmm. or these things that we place so much of our happiness and joy and you know 
um, excitement in. And we, as I said at the end of mine, it we praise our personal joy and like the things that bring us joy through the world rather than the joy that the Lord gives us yeah. and the provision that he provides. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take this home and just apply home. it to a thing that I've been noticing yeah. in our society is we grew up, I feel like when Instagram yeah. started to really take off mm-hmm. was like our middle school, I was gonna early say high school. Seventh, eighth, ninth grade is when I really think about. Uh-huh. And I remember around that time was when people started to figure out, oh, I really like when people comment on my pictures. Or I like how many likes I get. Oh, maybe I should really curate my image online so that people could notice me more and that I can feel that serotonin go off when people comment on this. And now we're starting to get into a time of life where like people are a little bit more genuine, Mm -hmm. like a little bit more fake or not fake on, on like social media. So it's now like you're you're looking to fill your own compliments in yourself because you're not receiving what you think are compliments from yeah. other people. Yep. Where really it's just this false narrative of mm-hmm. like competition between yeah. people. Yeah. But I've noticed that is it's like when you stop getting that praise, that social praise, you start to do it to yourself mm-hmm. because you you're not being filled up by the Lord. Absolutely. You're not you're not taking what that praise is and giving it over to God. Mm-hmm. You're you're internalizing that praise. Absolutely. I need it. I'm the one that needs to be praised for this because no one else is. Mm-hmm. And that's what pride is. Yeah. That's exactly what pride is. And and you named it. Like yeah, it is this self, like almost this like self fulfilling prophecy of like, I think I'm great, but maybe no one else sees it. Yeah. And I'm gonna take that praise away from God. Yeah. You know. That's so good. And it just reminds. I mean, as you know, we grew up in high school, the word like aesthetic or theme, like I remember freaking out if my picture didn't look right on my Instagram. And like, even when we were playing last night, how like (laughs) we were playing the voting game and I got um, the card that says like the person who spends the most time on like their social media. And they were like, no, it's just because like your theme looks so good together. And it's like, I I don't even do it intentionally anymore, but because I spent so much effort in high school worrying about my aesthetic or does my feed match like it's mm. now just become like ingrained and in that it's like there are certain pictures I won't post if it doesn't look right because I okay. want my Instagram you know what I mean like yeah it's just become ingrained in how I approach social, sure. social media it's like a construct that's hard to break and where does that come from it comes from having pride and knowing that I have an aesthetic or like these girls mm. you know and like that's something that I've also really been trying to like break down because it's like it's an Instagram feed like you know but because of the weight that we put on like our social image and like you know people that don't might not know us from Adam can look at our Instagram and think that they know who we are you know it's like it's just taken away this idea of like I'm not who I am online like Instagram is such a perfected curated image of who we each are yeah um and yeah, I mean, again, not to not to 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 strike down anyone that does use Instagram for like their job or like their, no. you know, I mean, I do think influencers are killing the game. Like yeah. they're they're amazing. Um, marketing is is you know absolutely skyrocketing because of the development of social media. But social media kind of elevates ourselves um, and kind of allows us this opportunity to to cast this perfect aesthetically Mm -hmm. pleasing image Mm -hmm. um and that's not always what life looks like with the brokenness that we have as humans so yeah I think I have a question for you in regards to when we strip away now social media yeah pride still existed before absolutely technology absolutely what what do you think that looks like 
um, just mm-hmm. in our day-to-day yeah. human human lives? Yeah, that's a great pride. question. Um, I think a lot of pride also has to do with insecurity and feeling that people don't recognize what you're doing yeah. um, and recognize the um, accomplishments or the things that you're putting your time to. Um, you know, and I, I really struggled um, with pride in high school because I did it all. I was in AP classes. I was in ASB. I was at the theater all the time. I was in voice lessons. Like, you know, and I felt like while people did recognize me for that, I sometimes still felt like I wasn't being quote unquote praised for that. And it's like, was that coming from the fact that all these things brought me joy or was it coming from, you know, did I want to be an ASB to be popular? Did I want to be an ASB to, you know, and it's like, that's obviously a hard thing to wrestle with. And I don't think I looked at that um, in high school as a bad thing. But I think now looking back on it, it's like, wow, okay, were those really the desires of my own hearts or was I doing that to to be seen as someone, to be seen by people, you know? Right. Um, and so I think right. I think um, pride without social media, without modern day culture, I think ultimately since the beginning of time, people probably felt like they had to like um, own up to like their accomplishments or like make sure that those were known by the people around them mm-hmm. um, out of fear of not being noticed for what they were doing. Okay. Um, yeah. If that makes sense, because ulti- yeah. like the Lord sees everything you do and he sees your heart yeah. and intention behind that. Um, and so if it's not coming from a place of wanting to glorify him and if it's coming from a place of pride, eventually you'll feel guilty. But if you're telling people about what you're doing and you're proud of yourself and people are giving you praise and, um, you know, um, celebration for that, then that's going to continue to fuel you and you, you'll eventually drop out the conviction that, yeah. that God is telling you. So that's what I would think. I think you, you nailed it. Like with dropping off of the conviction. Yeah. No one, it is not a fun thing to convict yourself of pride. Mm-mm. And it's really easy for us to, I think, name and label the other things in yeah. our life. Yeah. But it is very mainstream to put a different label over your pride yeah. because it is hard to face it and be yeah. like, I'm prideful. I'm being selfish because no one likes to be called selfish no. and to call yourself selfish is that that's tough to yeah. deal with. Yeah. So, um, even you being able to name your past and, yeah. be, and in a time of life that like, I think everyone can equally say that was probably the most selfish time of, of our lives. Because you're you're growing up, you're developing, like you want to be seen and known. And I'm not going to discredit myself. I know that mm-hmm. I loved ASB. I loved doing those things. But there obviously, again, was that element. And I'm sure you might be able to relate to this with dance too, is Absolutely. you just want to be seen. You want people to know you. Absolutely. Um, once you get to our age in life, like you have your people, they, they see what you do. You don't need to tell people these things. Um, and you know, ultimately there's obviously pride always present in yeah. our lives, but yeah. you know, the things we all do with our time genuinely is because totally. we want to be there and it is for the Lord, but. And my heart goes out to theater and dance kids Yes, because it is a sport that is so look at me, look so at my talent, individual. look at my, oh my talent gosh. that I'm putting on display yes. for you and judge it, yep. you know, and it, it is really hard because most people that are in those cultures and in this like artistic lifestyle, yeah, they're very perfectionistic. Yep. And perfectionism and pride go hand in hand. Yes, they do. Because so, if you're not the best, you're going to beat yourself up until you get there. And then once you get there, you will never be able to, to step off your high horse. Exactly. It is so hard. Exactly. And, and that's why I encourage pe- anyone in a place of leadership mm-hmm. or anyone pursuing an artistic career, mm-hmm. evaluate that. Name yes. it. Ask for forgiveness from those trespasses against yourself yep. and against other people. Yeah. Because pride not only hurts yourself, it mm-hmm. hurts the people that you're around. 
and it, you will develop such an envious spirit towards mm-hmm. people that have worked hard to get maybe above you or yeah. have worked hard, you know? And I think yeah. that's interesting how you called out leadership roles too. Um, I mean, I even think maybe some pastoral leaders struggle with this. Yes, um, they do. And you, I know you yeah. know a lot more about that than I do, but just this idea that leadership come, with leadership comes power, yeah. comes responsibility, comes people below yeah. you that you get to lead. Um, and I think when we think of that as something almost like a hierarchical scale um, mm-hmm. rather than people that are on the same level as us with different abilities, um, that can develop something, a very um, selfish mindset in that mm-hmm. this higher, mm-hmm. I am a higher being, I am a higher power, um, you need to succumb to me. Um, and that, that can also corrupt. I mean, power corrupts. We see it all throughout history. You know, it's just the human heart that, that gets greedy, um, which I think leads us to the next point too. Yeah, let's um, do it. Yeah. Um, read me your definition of greed. Um, I said that greed is a hunger for more that can be more control, more money, more superficial happiness, or more gratification in an instant moment. That's great. Gratification in an instant moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What does uh, Oxford say about greed? Oxford says greed is the intense and selfish desire for something, yeah. especially wealth, power, or food. Wow. Yeah. That's a that's a great that leads i feel like i'm like pondering like they just connected greed with gluttony that's what i was going to say as i was thinking about the other seven deadly sins and it's interesting because i've never really thought about up until we did this sermon at church i i didn't really think about the implications of gluttony Mm -hmm. um and i would have never thought to connect greed and gluttony together but if greed is the hunger for more more substance, more food, more alcohol, those things. That's, yeah. yeah. Wow. Do you have any burning thoughts about greed or? Yeah, I um, think, um, you know, I think greed, as I said, is just more. We all want more. Whether we want more friends, we want more money, we want more food, we want more um, materials. Like whatever, whatever we're craving basically means that we don't think the Lord is providing. Yeah. Um, and I think it comes out of a fear that he's not going to provide. I think it comes from seeing God as an if God and not the when God. Um, and I know (laughs) regardless of how hard we can work on this, we are always going to struggle because we, we are completely broken humans and there are days we do doubt God. We doubt his provision. Um, and we need to remind ourselves of all the times he's provided for things that we didn't think he would yeah. um, when we do doubt him. Yeah. Um, and I, I really saw that this summer um, and this, the beginning half of this school year. Um, just with, you know, obviously I moved into my first apartment and I was working like, I mean, you and I work yeah. like 12 hours. I'm working like 12 hours a week. Yeah. Um, I was working at the bar studio and I just wasn't making enough and yeah. I was stressed. I didn't have enough money for groceries. Like I really felt like it was finally like the broke college girl season. Yeah. Um, you know, I was living on campus before and I thought I was broke, but all the money I made would go to like going and getting coffee and like doing this. And now I didn't even right. have now money like, for like rent, more rent, than a banana rent. and a pack of oatmeal. <laughs> like, um, and yeah. so I was just scared. I did not, like I said, I was not making enough money. I was blowing through my savings and I just felt so unaccomplished and I just felt so insecure in my finances and I had never struggled with that um and I kept praying to the Lord like okay God I know you're going to provide and you're going to provide but like 
I, I didn't believe it. It's one thing to say something and it's another thing to firmly believe it with your yeah. whole heart and soul. Yeah. And I didn't. I didn't because I was like, well, yeah. it's not like I'm just going to wake up magically one day and God's going to provide me with four months of free rent and a brand new yeah. thing of food in the fridge. Um, provision is just knowing that he will provide me with an opportunity to make more money, right? Mm-hmm. He provided me with a new job that I, you know, I had to go out and seek, but he opened the door for me and said, Ash, I want you to work for this, but like, I'm here to give this to you, give you this opportunity and to ultimately release you from financial, from financial stress. Um, but one thing that comes with that is I've never been an active tither ever in my life. I've never Mm -hmm. understood the implications of it. Um, and I realized like, okay, God, if you've provided me with this money, I need to give, I need to actually be able to give you more too. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is the first time in my entire life I've been able to like have a tithing schedule and like realize that like okay this isn't my money to begin with yeah you gave me this yeah you provided me w- with this um and who am i to say that i'm gonna now take that opportunity and use that money for myself and my life exactly. um and so you know again i know we've talked about tithing do you need tithing to go to heaven no but i firmly do believe it's a spiritual discipline and a regiment that we need to follow um that's another topic for another day but i yeah. know you and i have talked a lot about that yeah um and So I just want to read a little journal entry really quickly from this summer um, about, you know, okay, I really need a new job. Like, I don't know how I'm going to pay for rent and be a full-time student. I just don't get it. Um, So this devotional was from uh, September, um, right before I got my new job. And I was just reflecting on Colossians 3.23. Um, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ that you are serving. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just said, why do I work for affirmation from a sin-filled fallen world when the very affirmation I need is sitting on a throne in heaven? I must learn to find motivation in my work by thinking about the ways in which I can work for God, not rewards from the world. When I work, I should not think about how much money I'm going to get, but rather how my time at work is serving God and his people. When I go to class and learn about history and education, I'm not simply going to study to get a degree for my future. Although that's a part of it, my primary reason for going to school is to learn about the ways in which I can use my degrees to help serve my future students or God's children. Let me be reminded that when I am scared of the state of my current financial situation, no amount of money can buy me as much happiness as what is waiting for me in heaven. I should be working towards that day and that reward. While the comfort and financial issues would seem to alleviate stress, I know the more things and money I have, the more I have to stress about. I'd much rather stress about making people feel the love of Jesus than what money is going to buy me on earth. Thank you, Jesus, for the covenant promise that gives me peace, knowing that I will meet you and your reward one day in heaven. Wow. Um, And I honestly like never really looked back on that until I was thinking about this episode. And I realized I was the greediest I've been in my life when I was the poorest because I was afraid that he wouldn't provide. Um, And that's why greed isn't just something that the richest people struggle with. It's something that every single person who is living in a constant state of perpetual fear Mm -hmm. that he will not be enough. Um, And I just, I I can't imagine what, you know, what he felt when I was questioning the ways he would provide for me. I I don't, it gave me too much power in my life. It gave me too much control. Um, And he didn't ever want that for me, but I wanted it so bad for myself that I felt that I needed to take it from his hands. Um, And so, yeah, I just think I struggled with financial fear this this year. Um, I will find greed in many other places in my life, but that was just one example that I wanted to share with our listeners and you. Um, yeah. 
that you don't need to be the richest to struggle with greed. Wow. Yeah. I, I love that. That was such a raw moment mm-hmm. of you mm-hmm. at the time that you wrote yeah. that and to look back on it now and be like, you know, God really brought me through those yeah. doubts mm-hmm. and I was able to name what I was struggling at that time. Yeah. Um, where a lot of people, they don't even know that they have a great issue yeah. Yeah. or a pride issue. Yeah. Um, and, and to see how God, God cares about your financial stability. Yeah. He does. He wants, he wants you to thrive in that. Um, he doesn't want you to be dependent on that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, as you pulled away from that dependentness, dependentness on dependency. your money, dependency on mm-hmm. your money yeah. and, um, hyper fixation on mm-hmm. how you're going to get through the week. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it kept you from opening up to how can I serve yeah. and how can I use what I still do have yeah. and how can I advance the kingdom in maybe getting another job, yeah, serving people coffee and like, you know, cause even work is act yeah. acts of service. So, yeah. um, I want to credit you for that too yeah. and Thank giving you, your sir. time to people. So, um, I, I, I love that. I, that empowers me to journal a little bit more because I think sometimes I just get lost in my thoughts. And Absolutely. Whatever. But how therapeutic it would be to look back at, yeah. at those things. Yeah. And there are, you know, there are moments in my day where I sit down and I'm like, I should really journal right now. And I sit down and there are no words coming out on my page because yeah. there are times where you just can't process it. Um, but when you have that on your heart, I mean, there are, I've filled up journals of very like vulnerable moments of like, you know, whatever it may be. And it's so encouraging and empowering to go back and look and see yeah. the words that you didn't even know you were thinking. But there's something about the time it takes to process what's going on in your head to the time it takes to actually write it out. Yeah. Um, it's so much more strung together. It's so much more um, eloquent and, wow. and beautifully written. So I would really encourage you to take that yeah. time. Um, but yeah, how do we... How do you think pride and greed are connected, Sid? Okay. Um, do you have any other thoughts on greed itself before we move on? Or um, I'll I'll probably end up sharing, sharing what it. I okay. might have yeah. with that. I just want to see kind of like how are they? Yeah. How are they connected? How are yeah. they similar? Um, I think pride and greed are similar in the ways of. I'm trying to get my words here. Yeah, it's hard a big topic it's the constant desire for more Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um as we've already said Mm -hmm. um and i think it it's a hollowness on the inside that god can only fill wow and people fill that that's good with pride Mm -hmm. which is um this self this excessive self-love yeah or greed which is the accumulation of money Mm -hmm. and things and power and wealth and food I think I want to address food because that's the one that I probably struggle with the most is um in a time where I have more than enough to be fed every day yet I constantly still go get coffee Mm -hmm. or I constantly still go out to food when it's convenient yeah where I'm not saying it's a sin to go out and get coffee I'm just saying that when you're filling the resources that you should be using that 15% of your income to your church so they can grow the kingdom of God, if that money is going to coffee when you have a Keurig at home, yeah, 
that's when I feel conviction. It so. reminds me of, you know, where it's like, I'm having a bad day. I'm going to get myself a coffee. And it's like, we joke about that. Mm-hmm. But I think about that all the time of, yeah. oh, it's a self-care thing. I'm going to go get my meals done. I'm going to go get a coffee. Or, you know, I had a really hard day at school today. I just really need a coffee right now. It's like, <laughs> I get it. It's treating yourself. But mm-hmm. those little like moments and like the serotonin and dopamine boost that you get by like getting your coffee handed to you in that first sip and like yeah. instant gratification of like, oh my gosh, you know, again, it's the dependency on like the the routine of going to get coffee with a friend or those things. And yeah. not to demonize those because those are important moments. But like yeah. you said, if you go do it once a week or yeah. once a month with a friend, that's actually a gift. But if you're getting it like every two days, every day, when you have the resources to do it at home, yeah, it's not yeah. frugality, you know. So, no. so, yeah, I th- I think that would be my my connection yeah. between the two is they are both fillers. They for are what God can only yep. fill. Um, our money is not something that it it can bring prosperity, but mm-hmm. it can also bring a lot of destruction, and Absolutely. it can be a segue into pride. Absolutely. Um, I think that the accumulation of money also accumulates power yep. dynamic. Yep. And when you open up a power dynamic, like we were talking about, that's when pride can come in yeah. to a, a a toxic place of leadership. Yes. Yes. Um, I love that. I, I I did a study in one of my classes um, last year on community ministry and um, compassionate ministry. Mm-hmm. We did a study on the demographics of San Diego. And Ooh. I'm sure it it applies to most of the world, but just in San Diego, high class and low class citizens are more giving than middle class citizens. Wow. And I think that's so interesting because you have the higher class, wealthier mm-hmm. demographic of people having the resources to give, participating in that. And then you have the lower side of society yep who are also giving when you don't have anything like we're talking like the homeless communities in East village. Yeah. And then we've got mid-class citizens and I'm sorry to name it college students. Yep. We're not, we're not stepping into a place of compassionate ministry. We're not stepping into a place of giving. And if you are, I'm so thankful for you Mm -hmm. because we need to change those numbers because it's literally putting a label on middle-class citizens saying that we do not hold the same faith in humanity and God as high class and low class citizens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if you're staying stagnant in your finances, yeah. you're also gonna stay stagnant in your faith. Yeah. Because you're you are allowing you're allowing yourself to believe that God isn't going to do more for you to yep. advance and he's also doesn't have your back and you might fall short. Yep. And I think we have to name that the Bible talks about money more than it does almost anything else more than jesus because, for sure because it can be used to bless people or it can be mm-hmm. used to elevate certain individuals above others and above god and that's when money becomes the source of all evil yeah. money was never as we've talked about multiple times m- money alcohol sex these things were never designed to be evil but human beings took advantage of them and used them to fill their whole the holes in their heart that they didn't allow god to fill yeah. um and so we we also see that with money and that's why pride and greed exist mm-hmm. because it was a resource that god gave us to to provide for us it was a resource god gave us to gift other people yeah. um and we've lost sight of that we've yeah. lost sight of that i mean do you remember like when those this is such a such a tangent but do you remember when those um 
random acts of kindness chains existed where it was pay it forward at the coffee, yeah. like at Starbucks or Chick-fil-A. Like when I worked at Chick-fil-A during the pandemic, we had a chain go for 42 cars. Really? People paid for people. Oh. Pay- and I mean, the pandemic was one of the biggest economic disasters that we've seen in our lifetime, really. I mean, people were out of work, but it's like these people were, it takes one person, you yeah. know, to just start a chain reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with the world that we are living in today, kind of encompassing everything we've talked about, people that are posting their achievements and accomplishments and riches and wealth online, um, people that, you know, kind of elevate that in society and in, in communities too, like we've lost sight of this idea of wanting to help people because they already have that or they don't need help, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I think compassion in our society, the lack of actually, yeah stems from the fact that I think pride and greed are the most prevalent sins in our culture right now. I think you're so right. I think you're so right. And um, I I want to see if we can name mm-hmm. greed a, apart from money. Yeah. Greed can be um, simply I... more. You want more control in your life. I want more control. I want to like cave in on what I know and it's too hard for me to branch off mm-hmm. into another way of life or to like see people that are under oppression um i just want to stay where it's safe and i think that can be greedy too yeah living in an echo chamber is for sure a sign of i think of greed yeah 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 and this topic is different depending on the geographical location that you reside absolutely um we are obviously speaking from experiences in where we live. Yeah. But these are things that are prevalent in everyone's life, and we mm-hmm. see that in scripture. Mm-hmm. We do. James 4, 6 says, God yeah. opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Yeah. I think, and and that's the answer to how you combat pride and greed. Humility. Humility. And that's kind of what I want to challenge everyone yeah. with is write down, <laughs> it sounds <laughs> a little bit silly, but write down your trespasses. Yeah. Write down the things that, you have that you don't necessarily need yeah. in your life. And really, my knuckle just cracked. <laughs> um, like writing down and like visually seeing yeah. all of the things in your life that you have. I mean, I could name probably like 40 things sitting in my bedside table that I don't need right now. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm so glad that we're doing this topic right yeah. now because compassionate ministry is something that has been so prevalent on my heart lately and i feel like god's been trying to tell me you i need you to see i need you to open your eyes to more people yes living on rosecrans hello i like drive up to um to jarvis where like jarvis meets um rosecrans Mm -hmm. there's this one homeless man or man experiencing homelessness his name is clone Um, that's what he tells me his name is and we've just kind of like created this little friendship Mm -hmm. i've i've only gotten him something once but he knows my name he knows what my car is when i pull up like we have a sweet conversation and like i don't just hand him five bucks no or like just hand him a sandwich and like you know hope that that's what he wants that day because he never asks He's there for conversation. He said that too. Like, I'm just walking up and down here because it's kind of sad not like getting to talk to people all the time. And like, he's like, I don't really expect anyone to, you know, roll down their window and give me something. That's not even what I want. I just want to like have community in where I'm at. Wow. And I mean, we've even said like that where your echo, 
your, yeah. yeah, it's it's not your status that brings prosperity mm-hmm. because this is one of like the happiest go lucky men I've ever met. Wow. And his home is a bus chair. Like Yeah. You know, so I I think that that really debunks pride and greed does not come from what you have. No. It comes from this constant desire for more inside that only God can fill. And there is honestly no way for you and me to describe what that feeling is until you do it. Yeah. Until you say... I've been there. You've been there. Yeah. And putting up boundaries for yourself. If you know certain triggers that cause you to... I'm sorry. I'm going to name this. Yeah. Maybe you scroll through your Instagram and look at pictures of yourself. Yeah. And, you know, look at, ooh, I wonder, you know, if people saw me this way because I I wonder if this if this guy liked this picture or I wonder if you know he you know what I mean yeah I've been there so many times yeah and I'm gonna challenge like if that's something that you're struggling with delete Instagram delete it or delete the picture yeah it's going to do nothing more than destruction in your life it's going to hold yourself to an unachievable standard and and Instagram is the app that's associated with pride they did that at church they did like every app that you know um, like I think it was sloth was like Netflix. Yeah. But Instagram is pride. You put pictures of yourself on there. Doesn't have to be a bad thing, but when you begin to worship those photos and begin to worship the likes and the praise that you're getting, yeah. um, you're no longer doing it for the right reasons. You're trying to make yourself feel better. Um, and that's again, an uncomfortable thing to, to have to point out, but it is, it is a real struggle for yeah. many people. Um, I, I think again, we've, I don't want to say we've solved this, but humility does solve this. Um, How do you take a posture to that? The world will never know. We will never totally be humble because we are sinful human beings. Um, And that's why we need to ask the Lord to come in and provide that humility and abide in our souls and allow us to humble ourselves to speak to people like clone on the street, speak to men and women and children in crisis and those that are experiencing homelessness and those that are experiencing brokenness, those that are experiencing addiction. Um, Your struggles, just because you live in the most beautiful home or you go to a private Nazarene college on Sunset Cliffs, you are just as broken as those people on the street. Um, your life may look yeah. more put together, but you need the Lord just as much as yeah, those people that's do. That's so good to name. Um, yeah. And you you need to be exalted. I need to be exalted because we we praise ourselves way too much mm-hmm. for the faults or for the broken for the amount of brokenness that we experience. Wow. Um, and so I just want to leave us with. Um, Proverbs 11, 2, when pride comes in, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. Um, and so ask the Lord, how can I be humbled this week? Do I need to delete Instagram? Do I need to go, um, give more than just my granola bar in my car to this man? Do I need to ask him what he needs prayer for? That's a scary thing to step into. It is. You don't know what, what these people on the street, um, what their experience with the church or with God is like, and that can be triggering, um, but if you have an inclination and this this seed in your heart that just says, oh, I really should do this right now, kind of going back to what Sophia and I talked about, mm-hmm. ask that person, how can I pray for you? Yeah. What what do you have? What do you not have that you need right now? What how can I pray that God provides? Um, mm-hmm. and just again ask ask that God would would humble you. Um, and you know that ultimately with hum- humility comes exaltation. So yeah. yeah. Wow. This is a great place to wrap up with that just compassionate ministry and humility humility and just worship God. Yep. 
Just worship God. And, Prayer and, and pay, praise, baby. And turn turn the worship of yourself over mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. That's really that's really all there is to it. It reminds me so much of the song that we sang last Sunday, but um, of wherever you lead. Um, and it's just the idea of like, I'm done worshiping an image of what only looks like me. Um, I don't want to praise myself anymore. I yeah. don't want to praise what I've done, what I've brought myself through. Because yeah. I haven't brought myself through anything. Mm-hmm. I haven't. Because if I said that, it would mean that I never prayed about it, that I did it all myself. Yeah. Um, that's way too much pressure on a broken human being. Yeah. God's done it all. Yeah. And he will continue to do it all tomorrow, um, the next day, and forever after that. So so good. Good, good. So good. Do you want to pray us out? I'd love to. Okay. Lord Jesus, I think sometimes your name gets lost mm-hmm. in another figure that we, you know, isolate to worship on Sunday. Yeah. But you are the Lord of our lives. Amen. You are the king of our lives. And I want to s- sit here humbly and apologize for the ways that mm-hmm. I and maybe Ashley have not held you to that standard, yeah. have not honored you with our with our finances, have not honored you with what we choose to look at and how we choose to view ourselves. Lord, I think that you have given us these bodies to honor and to um, to steward as healthy temples, yet, yet we as human beings have skewed that into self-idolatry. And I want to apologize and I want to come and ask for forgiveness for that. Yeah. And for anyone else out there that um, maybe has listened to this episode today and has left feeling a little discouraged in how Mm -hmm. they've and how they've looked at themselves and what they've prioritized in their life and I just want to name that you love them you love who they are you love how they look and you love what they're doing in their lives right now regardless of the sins and the trespasses that we've had Mm -hmm. but that you do want us to change into people that are more like your son yes you do want us to strive for that perfection even though it is un- unattainable on this side of the earth but you you have modeled for us that it is it is in our capability to live compassionately to live mm-hmm. humbly mm-hmm. and to live within the means that we really only need i don't want to live a gluttonous life god mm-hmm. um with my food with my money with how i take care of myself no. with how i prioritize an image online um, that's so curated to look like perfection when Mm -hmm. really I am so broken inside. There are so many things that I need to give over to you that I fill that hole with self-idolatry. And Mm -hmm. I know that a lot of other women and men have to do this constantly. I pray that you break down um, our time on technology and that you, you reframe the way that the world looks at social media Mm -hmm. the way that it is something beautiful and it is something that markets people well and grows businesses but it also is a large source of pride Mm -hmm. in our lifetime god and it has it has separated community it has isolated young kids with growing minds and it has destructed the human brain into thinking that we need to be the center of our lives and not you Mm -hmm. um I I bring this to you with humility and I ask that you fill that hole in Mm -hmm. in everyone's life, that you fill that hole of emptiness, that feeling of I'm not good enough, Mm -hmm. that feeling of um, if only I looked like this, if only I had this home, if Mm -hmm. only I had this car, if Mm -hmm. only I looked like her, 
then I would be worthy or then I would be worthy of praise when really that praise was never ours to begin with. No. And I just want to lift up your son and say that we love him. We love what he did on this earth. We love how he modeled how to dress, how to walk, how to talk mm-hmm. to people, how to mm-hmm. eat, how to drink. And I want to be more like him. And yes. I, I thank you for um, the scripture that you've, that you've given us to mm-hmm. be able to debunk these sins and to stand up against enemy oppression um, that looks like little glimpses of life um, because sin is fun and pride, pride can be enjoy, enjoyable, mm-hmm. but really it's very destructive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Lord, we love you. We love who you are. Yes. We love who you say that you are. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good, good. <sighs> really That's just good. so good. Really good. It's a great prayer. Um, well, as always, we love you guys. We are always available in our instant messages. So message us on at the reclaimed podcast, um, or at Sydney correct at Ashley Crossroom on Instagram, but maybe we'll delete it after this episode. I don't really know. Yeah. yeah we're going to go <laughs> we'll MIA after this actually. Um, but as always, we do love you guys. We're so thankful for all the support. Um, and we will see you guys next week for our last episode of yep. 2022. Isn't that weird? That's just, I mean, we launched this in July. We're almost at six months. That's we? insane. Yeah. So yeah. next month will be six months into the Reclaimed podcast, this which year is flew absurd. Bye. Um, so next week we will be recapping 2022, some simple memories from our year, um, some of the profound lessons and ways in which God moved through us, um, and in us. Um, and we will just get, send you guys off with some great blessings and well wishes for a happy new year in 2023. We are so thankful for you guys. We'll see you guys next year. We'll see you next week. Next week. Not next year yet. And next year. (laughs) Yeah, we will. All right. See you then. (laughs)